you're always a beginner when you do something new. And life is only worth living if you are constantly pursuing things that is on your heart to pursue. And so your two choices are this, feel like a beginner and figure it out, or stay where you're at and continue to struggle. And listen, both are a struggle. Welcome, everybody, to The Chris Harder Show, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success, knowing that when good people like you make good money, they can then do great things. My name is Chris Harder, and several times per week, I will bring you epic guests, solo episodes, and every single tool, trick, and skill set you need to grow your business, grow your money mindset, and to grow your wealth to levels that you have never reached before. I've ended up in a unique place in life where I've got the experience, the connections, and all of the secrets that it takes to be successful. And I'm lifting the curtain to reveal it all to you in an effort to help put you in a position of abundance so great that you can then be as generous as possible. So let's lock arms and let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Chris Harder Show, where we absolutely believe that both prosperity and generosity can and must coexist. I am sitting down with a really good friend of mine, and we're doing a bit of a back and forth that you get to listen to. So I am dear friends with Keisha Fitzgerald. Now her new married name is Keisha Get Married, and you know her as the founder and host of the Empower Her podcast, which is one of the biggest, most popular podcasts out there right now today. Now, both Lori and I have become dear friends with Keisha and her husband, Sina, because they've been in our elite mastermind for the past couple of years, and we just totally hit it off. And so when we sit down and have conversations like this, we've got such great energy, and we talk about so many important things that we decided we would have one and let you listen in on it. Now, here's what's really cool. The bulk majority of the conversation, we are talking about all the times that we were afraid to get on the rocket ship but knew we had to get on the rocket ship anyways and things that we did to reinforce and support us so that when we tackled brand new things, brand new companies, brand new pivots, brand new directions, we knew that we were stacking the odds in our favor. We also have incredible conversations about the first time that she had to tell Cena, hey, I'm going to the moon and I hope you come with. And Lori had to have the same conversation with me. Hey, I'm getting on a rocket ship and I hope that you had come with. And what it's like to have to go to a partner and talk about the first time you want to invest in something or in an event or in your business and how to have those conversations. This is such a good episode. I'm really excited for you guys to listen to it. So get ready, listen up, because this episode is fire. Chris, I am so excited to have this conversation. Here we go. Like, let's dive into the juice. Keisha, <laughs> I literally can't wait. You know, I freaking love you and Cena so much that we need to invent like a new unit of measurement for to actually measure how much I love you guys. So anytime I get to jam out with you, like I'm all in. Yes. Okay. So what I really want to get into right away is there are a lot of people that are going to be listening to this episode that just feel this level of anxiety And they don't even really know what it's coming from. Like the world feels a little bit uncertain. And like, while we know that there's always uncertainty, it just feels a little bit weird right now. What's your experience of talking with people about this and how to help them kind of support themselves during this weird time in the world? (laughs) Well, I I think it's important to remember that we have all these outside forces that are constantly chipping away at our hopes and dreams. And sometimes it might be people that we have to eliminate out of our life, but other times it's the news and the media and 
and all of the rumors out there, right? It's all the speculation out there. And the problem with all the, the speculation in the media, and we'll get into some specifics, but the problem is this. You wake up motivated for the day. And you're like, okay, today's the day I'm going to go grow my business and I'm going to get some wins. And then this negative propaganda, it starts to fall in your lap throughout the day. It might be one article. Matter of fact, literally before I got on here, I was scrolling on my phone and I saw an article that said record number of homeowners are backing out of their purchase deals, right? So little things like that that say, oh, wait, maybe I should be worried about my home's value now. And then you go a little bit further and it says consumer confidence at you know all-time record low over in the past 10 years. Like, oh, I was about to do my launch, but now what if people don't buy, right? And so it chips away and it chips away and it chips away and it becomes all these headwinds that the truth is none of them are true. They're just speculation. Some of these units of measurement might be accurate, but most of the time they're just sensationalizing headlines. And the problem is it becomes this anchor that weighs you down. You woke up, you're ready to sprint for the day. And now all of a sudden you have this headwind, you know, coming at your face and you got an anchor holding you back. And it feels like going through, through quicksand and you don't want to do anything at all. And to succeed, the problem is you have to be fully confident and you have to be fully energetic and you have to be fully bought into your mission. And when these things chip away at that, then good luck succeeding. Yeah, it's so real. I was actually talking to a friend yesterday and he was saying, Keisha, you know, there's so much crime in downtown Denver. Have you noticed this? And he was telling me about this app that he has that literally tells him about every single crime or any type of like call that a police you know officer gets around within like a five to 10 mile radius. I was like, you are literally looking for evidence to confirm your current belief to be true. Like you're doing what our brain already does, like that whole self-confirming bias thing. But you're looking for all this evidence while, and you're going around feeling fearful and I'm not worried about it because I'm not looking for it. And I think there's like this dance that some people listening in could say, okay, well, I want to be quote unquote informed of what's going on in the world. And I want to be informed about the current like pulse of the market or what's going on, but I don't want to feel so fearful or so anxious. How do you find that middle ground for you? This is a great question. And I want to remind everybody, you get what you seek, right? You get what you're looking for. So if you're looking for confirmation that now is a bad time to be in business, you're going to get it. But if you're looking for confirmation that now is a great time to start your business or do your launch or or sell your product, you're also going to find that you always get what you look for. So be careful what you look for. The answer to your question of, okay, how do we stay informed, but also not be weighed down by all this negative propaganda? There's two things that you can do. The first thing is you only need to be informed in the very unique sector that you are performing in. So if you're a realtor, be informed in what's going on in real estate, not all the other things, not the wars and not the stock market and not all the other things that are loosely related. Or if you are selling courses, you don't need to know anything about the housing market being bad. Do you know how many people out there are renters that are not going to be in the market for the next couple of years for a home anyways, that sell courses on, let's say, I don't know, abundance or relationships or something like that. And they're worried about the housing market right now. They want to buy in the next two years and it's unrelated to what they do. So who cares? So only stay informed in the sector that relates to what you're doing. Everything else, I'm going to argue, you don't need to be informed. You don't need this 24 hours a day news channel that's telling you how sad things are in this country or how bad things are in that country when all it's going to do is make your own personal economy worse. The thing that we need to remember, and then I'm going to tell you the second thing that we can do to stay informed but not go overboard. The thing that you need to remember, 
is we all create our own microeconomy. It doesn't matter if inflation is up in your microeconomy. It doesn't matter if we're in a little recession in your microeconomy. It doesn't matter unless you're a realtor that you know housing sales have slowed in your microeconomy. And when I say that we make our own microeconomy, I'll give you real examples. In a recession, that just means that the GDP, which is the measurement of all dollars that trade hands in the United States, okay? So all it means is that the GDP, instead of growing by a couple of percent for the year, goes backwards. It shrinks by a percent or two quarter after quarter. And when it shrinks for two quarters in a row, that is by definition a recession. And you see all the articles, you see all the speculation, you see everyone freaking out. Is it going to be big? Is it going to be long? Is it going to be slow? Is it going to be deep? And the truth is it doesn't matter because here's real math. There's 7 billion customers in the world, right? And let's say your sector within your sector within your sector within your sector has, for easy math, 100 million potential customers. Now, if the economy goes from these 7 billion people trading hands and it goes backwards by just a couple percent, 2% of 7 billion means there's still 6.99998 billion people for you to go do business with. Well, let's tear that down to your smaller economy. If you had 100 million potential customers and the number of people that are exchanging hands, you know, dollars exchanging hands shrinks by 2%, then you still have 99.8 million potential customers. And you have to ask yourself, can you sell the 100 courses you need to sell or the, the 500 memberships you need to sell? Or can you go find the, the 10,000 listeners you need for your podcast? Out of the 90 freaking 8% of available business out there, yes, you can. So you got to stop worrying about these micro measurements that measure a broad spectrum when really you just got to worry about your own personal economy and there's more than enough to still go around in that. That's the first. The second thing that you know you ask, hey, how do you stay informed but make sure it's not weighing you down? It is your duty to go out and seek positive propaganda every single day to the extent that it outweighs the negative propaganda that falls in your lap. You know, when we wake up, I said it earlier, you know, this news article kind of chips away at you and, and, and this headline chips away at you and, and this coworker talking about, did you hear this? That kind of chips away at you. That's negative propaganda that falls in your lap. You can't avoid it. But then what you need to do is you need to go seek out positive propaganda to reinforce exactly the way that you want to feel in that day. So maybe you need to start putting on more podcasts. Maybe you need to start putting more books on audio or reading them. Maybe you need to go watch some YouTube videos that reinforce how you want to feel in your area of performance. It's your duty to make sure that you are seeking more positive propaganda to outweigh the negative propaganda that will fall in your lap. And if you do that, I promise you will still feel bulletproof and ready to move forward. Yes. Okay. To the women that are listening into this episode right now that feel like they're in a major growth season, whether that's this is the first time that they're investing a lot of money into themselves, into their business, or maybe they're even in a transition. It's not, they're not even entrepreneurs, but they're making a big change. They're finally moving to that city that they've always wanted to move to. They're getting out of a relationship that's no longer aligned, but they are so uncomfortable with how new everything feels. How do you support yourself? Because right now, even like you're working on a brand new business, you're doing a lot of new things. How do you support yourself when you don't have evidence in your past to look back at and say, see, last time I did that exact thing, it worked out emotionally. This is a 
great question. Most people would answer this talking about, well, you just got to have faith and you just got to go for it and blah, blah, blah. And yes, that is a part of the component. But there's also some very strategic things you can do to reinforce the scary moves that you're making. We shut down Lori a couple of years ago, darn near everything she was doing so she could go pursue her legacy company, Light Pink. And I shut down almost every single thing except for the elite mastermind that you're in. And I'll never shut anything down because I love like hanging out with all of us peers and all of us friends. I shut down everything but that so I could go build this peer-to-peer lending app. Both of those things were scared. We walked away from millions and millions and millions of dollars each year in revenue between those two years of shutting things down. So what are the strategic things that you have to do? And by the way, don't get lost in the numbers, listeners. Your numbers are as real to you as our numbers are as real to us. So what do you do? Number one, you make sure that when you're making a risky move, you have access to enough runway, aka enough money to pay your bills in that move that you are making. So if your lifestyle costs you $4,000 a month, I recommend making sure that you have access to at minimum six months times that $4,000 to make that move, right? So that'd be 24 grand, up to preferably one year of that $4,000 a month times 12 months, that'd be $48,000. Now people will hear this, they'll say, I don't have 24 grand, I don't have 48 grand, so what, I'm not supposed to make my move? No, notice I said have access to. Maybe you're gonna offset a couple grand a month of that with a side hustle or a side job. And then maybe you're gonna open up a line of credit to know that it's there in case you need it on those low months. So it's about having access to. It's not necessarily, hey, don't make that move till you have all that money saved up in the bank. But you must have, to do this responsibly and to feel confident, you must have enough runway to get the plane up into the air that you're trying to, when you're trying to take flight. That's just the truth of it. The second thing you need to do is make sure that you have the right people assembled in your corner. You have done such a good job of this. Keisha, I've watched you and Sina decide you want to be real estate investors in addition to the awesome things that you are already doing. So what did you do? You made sure, number one, you had the capital in place. But more importantly, you went and you made sure you had the experts in place. You tapped into Steve in our elite mastermind. You tapped into other real estate experts. Before we got on today, you said you're going to this real estate mastermind that you're really excited to go to. You made sure that you were getting into the rooms. You made sure that you were surrounding yourself with the people that were going to be able to save you time and save you money and save you heartache and put you on the right path. And this accelerates your journey when you're trying to do something risky. So what does it look like to put the right people together? Well, sometimes it's joining a mastermind. Sometimes it's going to an event like your event that you have coming up, Empower Her. I can't wait, by the way, because both Lori and I get to speak at that thing. It's going to be freaking awesome. Sometimes it's just making sure that you have five people that you have had a conversation with saying, hey, I'm about to make this move. You already have experience where I'm going. Would you be a resource for me? Can I text you when I need you? Could we have a biweekly call to keep me on the right path? Could we get together once a month so that I can make sure that I'm going in the right direction and and keeping the train on the tracks when I go in this new direction? So it's about assembling, whether it's a small group of people or tapping into large groups of people, it's assembling the people to make sure that you can make that transition. And when you have access to enough runway and when you have access to the right people, it becomes really difficult to fail making that big, scary pivot. And it becomes totally worth it and more enjoyable. 
Oh, you know what's so interesting is how much the community and getting in the room has, I mean, drastically changed both of our lives for sure. And we can talk about that. But there's also this element of calling your shot proactively in order for you to become the person who can accomplish that thing. And because you don't know who you're connected to that can help support you in this. So I would love if you could speak to, because I think a lot of women listening into this have this fear of starting as a beginner, right? Well, maybe they are comparing themselves to a prior version of themselves when the circumstances were different. Like I crushed it as a director of marketing, but now I'm starting this brand new business and I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. Or I just started my podcast and I only have two downloads and I'm freaking out about it and I don't want to start small. How important do you feel like it is to enroll other people in your vision, especially at the beginning? Because I feel like you've done a really good job as a visionary of being like, this is the direction we're heading. Who wants to be part of it? How do you do that when you feel like you're brand new? Well, listen, you're always a beginner when you do something new. And life is only worth living if you are constantly pursuing things that is on your heart to pursue. And so your two choices are this, feel like a beginner and figure it out. Or stay where you're at and continue to struggle. And listen, both are a struggle, right? You're going to feel like it's a struggle to do something new and to figure it out and have those bumps in the road. But that struggle will be equal to or less than the struggle of staying where you're at right now and struggling because you're not pursuing what was put on your heart. Struggling because you're not making enough money because you won't take the risk to build the company. Struggling because you're not willing to change those people in your life. And that struggle is worse than the struggle of trying something new. And by the way, remind yourself of all the times in life that you were new and you were able to figure out, like the first time you ever had sex, it was new, <laughs> but you figured it out. You didn't let it stop you, right? And hopefully you're continuing to have a lot today. I didn't think you were going to go that direction, but let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Right? The first time you got married, that was brand new. How do you coexist together? Birds, budgets, and households. on. But guess what? It didn't stop you from doing it. The first time that you moved out of your town or out of your home, that was brand new, but you didn't stop yourself from doing it. And so what do you do? You pour yourself into research. And I firmly believe that in 30 days, anyone can become a semi-dangerous expert in the direction that they want to go. But people aren't looking at it that way. They're saying that seems scary. That seems like a long road. That seems difficult. I don't know where to start. So they don't do anything. Instead of saying, okay, over the next 30 days, if I want to make this pivot, I'm going to time block in my schedule, time to become a semi-pseudo expert in this direction that I want to go. And I'm going to download all the books and I'm going to go find all the right podcasts. And I'm going to join this online program and I'm going to take this course and I'm going to go to the local version of whatever meeting I can find to support where I want to go. And I'm going to do all these things. And then over the course of 30 days, maybe 60 you can really feel confident and you can really put yourself in position, not only of feeling like a semi-pseudo expert, but then other people starting to see you as a bit of an expert in that space. 30 to 60 days is nothing of intense study. And also it's it's the action that come, so you're you're doing research and you're getting information, which is helping like calm your nervous system of like, okay, I've got the data for the people that are very like data driven, but you're taking action. You're doing something that you get to hit like that dopamine hit every day. We're like, whoa, moving forward, moving forward, moving in the right direction. And it's reminding yourself that the direction is more important than the speed. But if you can do this in 30, 60 days, like imagine that future version of you that's looking back at you right now, that's like, finally, I'm going to call my shot on this thing. You're going to be so proud. And I think it's really important, Chris. I know it's been a very long time since this happened, but if you could just 
explain that season of life that you were in when you felt like you were holding yourself back from your own potential and you're watching your wife, Lori, kind of go in this rocket ship in this direction. You're like, shit, I better get in that rocket ship or she's going off to cyberspace, whatever, without me. Yeah, yeah. She's going to the moon. She's going to the stars. (laughs) Yeah, she's going to the moon. (laughs) Explain kind of that season because a lot of people could look at you now and see that you're doing all of these things and not recognize that you were once the thing standing in your own way, but you got out of it. How'd you do that? Yeah, this is, I'm so glad that you asked this question. This is such an important message to to everyone of all sexes, but especially women who are afraid to get on the rocket ship they know that they're supposed to be on. And so what happened was, you know, several years ago, life was good. Lori and I, our relationship was good and our finances were good and our trajectory was good. And to me at the time, that was good enough. Now I knew deep down in my soul that that wasn't exciting and it wasn't good enough. But on paper, I was able to look and say, yep, all the boxes are good, so why mess it up? The problem is, Lori was doing everything at this time in our lives to be great. She was on her rocket ship. She was joining the masterminds. She was going to the events. She was collaborating with all the right people to collaborate with. She was reading all the books. She was listening to all the podcasts. She was doing all the things it took to be great. And we were out to dinner you know, date night as couples should do. And I'm sitting across from her and she's telling me about her day. And she's like, Chris, you're not gonna believe it. I met these exciting new people and we're gonna do this exciting new collaboration. And these are gonna be the exciting results. And I remember sitting there across from her thinking, why the hell does everything always have to be so new and big and exciting? What is wrong with everything being good enough the way it is right now? And when I had that thought sitting across from her, when she's, you know, 20 out of 10 excited and can't wait to tell me about this. And and that's my thought. I realized in that moment, I was like, my God, the problem isn't her being excited. The problem is me having a problem with her getting this excited about something. And that really, I remember the rest of that dinner, I was like, whoa, something needs to change. So when you realize something needs to change, you have two choices. You can continue to convince yourself reasons why you can't change it, or you can start seeking that change. And I started seeking that change. And because I started seeking that change, it found me literally that week. I came across somebody who had a, an Instagram ad and uh, it was about reading a book every single day. His name was Ty Lopez, if anyone knows who that is. And I didn't know him back, I know him now, but I didn't know him back then. And he's in his garage and, and he scans, he says, you know, this is my Ferrari and this is my Lamborghini. But what I love the most in here is these books. There's all these books on the walls, probably thousands of books. He goes on to say how he read a, a book every single day and he's never stopped. And I remember thinking, wait a minute, if this guy is that successful and he can find the time to read a book a day every single day, then me sitting over here in the land of good enough, I can definitely find the time because there's no way I'm doing as much as this guy right now. So I can definitely find the time to read a book a day. And maybe that's what I need to to get on my rocket ship so I can keep pace with Lori. Because the truth is, if she's on a rocket ship and she's going to the moon and I stay down here in the land of good enough, it doesn't take very long to realize, oh my God, we're too far apart to have a successful relationship, right? So if you're staying back, or if you're just hanging out in the land of good enough and your your partner, if they're intentionally on a rocket ship, they will outdistance themselves from you. This is the truth. And you're going to have resentment staying back and it's going to sabotage the relationship. Now, let me talk about the reverse of this. And I, I should go put a, a close the loop on that book story. So I went on to read 30 books in 30 days and it changed my life forever. Not so much the knowledge in the books as you would expect, but everything else, like me realizing my how much I was craving knowledge, how much I was craving routine, how much time I was wasting, 
and confidence built, right? Because you kept to promise yourself every freaking day to do that when you didn't want to. Yeah. And the confidence of realizing, wait a minute, if I can fit something this big and radical in, I can fit anything big and radical. So here's the truth of the matter to anyone who's holding back. If you're holding back because you're afraid that your significant other is not going to like that you get on a rocket ship or they're going to be intimidated that you get on a rocket ship, or if they're on a rocket ship and you're just hanging back because you're like, well, they're already busy. They're already using our resources. I need to stay back and support them. But you know that there's there's something that's that's going to make you unhappy in the long run because you didn't go get on your rocket ship. If any of these scenarios speak to you, then you already know what I'm about to say. And that is you have to go find a way onto your own rocket ship so that both you and your significant other, this also goes for your friends too, by the way, you can all be up there in the stars and that you don't end up one day with one person down on earth and one person up in the galaxy and that being too far of a stretch to be able to have a good relationship. And if you stay back to protect a relationship, then you are automatically by default dooming that relationship. You're dooming it because you're going to have so much resentment and you're going to have so much, so many shoulda, coulda, wouldas that you're guaranteed to sabotage it. So you have no choice but to get on that rocket ship, go where you're meant to go and hope that everyone else you care about notices through your actions and follow suit. I think it's so important to talk about that resentment aspect of it because you don't want to get to the end of your TBD amount of days here and yes, have should have, would have, could have, but also resent someone else because you lived their version of success when you knew all along that it wasn't your version of success because all of us are gifted different visions. So I think that's so important to touch on. And I also think it's really interesting when people say this comment that I know you'll disagree with and I want you to speak to this of, I don't want to quote unquote, leave them behind. And that mindset of like, oh no, but like, what about, you know, Sally Sue from third grade that I've known my whole life. I don't want her to feel like I'm outshining her. And people like there are women in this community that are holding themselves back from their potential, not because they don't have the resources, not because they aren't getting themselves in the rooms, but literally because they're deeply afraid of being ostracized by a community of people that aren't even going the direction that they're headed. How do they work through that thought? Keisha, you are never leaving people behind. They have the choice to come along or not. And the best thing that Lori ever did in our relationship was unapologetically go where she was meant to go and always invited me along, but never pressured me that it had to be my timing or your, I'm coming along or else. She just consistently said and demonstrated. And the demonstrated is the most important part, by the way. She consistently said and demonstrated, I'm going to the top with or without you. I hope you come, but here's where I'm going and here's where you can find me. And by her demonstrating that through her actions consistently and stacking wins and, and the whole night, that's what finally made me say, damn it, she's going to be on the moon. I'm going to be down here. I better do something. Now, had she stayed back, we would have been doomed if she because she would have had resentment and neither one of us would have gotten on a rocket ship and we would have just been hanging out in good enough. And unfortunately, been navigating the struggles that come along with just good enough. Yeah. It's so important too, because for anyone that doesn't know the dynamics of your relationship, obviously you get both, they'll get to meet you at Empower Live and that's going to be so awesome. But her chasing her big dreams, she also needed the emotional support and your mindset and your perspective and your contribution to her big vision. What a 
disservice that would have been to creating that big vision. And you too, your big vision, her contribution to that. Like when you're with someone and you like someone listening into this, that's in a relationship right now, and you know that your significant other is very different than you. And they offer a completely different perspective, how that can be a puzzle piece in the right direction. But somebody has to be bold enough. And maybe this is the nudge that someone needs right now to be bold enough to have that awkward or maybe uncomfortable conversation to say, I'm going this direction. I mean, Cena and I had this conversation. I was like, I'm going here. If you want to come, come with me. But if you don't, I'm still going. And let's just play out how this will turn out if you don't jump on this with me. Give me an example of what that looked like when you had that conversation with him. Do you remember a specific time where you're like, hey, I'm going to the moon, honey. I hope you come along, but I'm not stopping. Yeah, we were living in downtown New York City in a 600 square foot apartment. He was going to dental school and I was building a business on the side of working full-time at Google at the time. And I said, I don't know what this is. Like, I don't know what I'm going to be doing, but I know I'm on the right path. And I feel like this is going to be really big. And if you have your attitude about like, because he was really frustrated. I mean, being in dental school is hard and it was really frustrating for him. And I was like, just your attitude towards chasing your dreams is not actually going to be aligned with my attitude towards chasing my dreams, you're going to have to figure out how to build up your own confidence because I don't have the extra bandwidth to constantly pour into you. You got to figure that out for yourself because you are going to do big things, but you also have to be on your own team. So for us, it was like a get on your own team conversation because I can't be the one constantly pouring into you because I'm going to resent you because I want to pour into these things and into our relationship, but it can't be one way. And that was a big wake up call for him. And I mean, we've had lots of conversations like that over time where, you know, even when he left dentistry and he was scared to do it. And I was like, you've got to just believe in your ability to figure things out. Like we, we're going to be fine. We're going to figure it out. But it's, it goes back to even what we talked about at the beginning. When you're new at something, you have this story in your head of, oh no, like how am I going to get there? Because I don't have any evidence to prove that I can. And it's like everything you've done, like ever in your life you did for the first time, right? So I think that's super important. Can I ask you a follow-up question to that real quick? Because this is so important. This is the, the make or break moment where people are like, oh, okay, I hear what they're saying, but what if it turns out bad for me, right? So was any part of you afraid that he would say, sorry, you're too much for me. I'm just going to stay over here in the land of good enough. Were you afraid of getting that answer? I think I was comfortable with if I did get that answer that I wasn't willing to live with resenting him for not having that conversation. And because I know some women listening into this can connect to this where like, I've always since I was a little girl had this gut very visceral feeling that I was supposed to do something really impactful. And I didn't know what it was, but I never got too caught up in the how it was more just like listening to this voice of like, well, we're pivoting this way, we're pivoting this way. And I just feel like if we're gifted that vision, that it's our job to figure out how to get out of our own damn way and make that dream a reality. I truly did believe with like every morsel of my body that Cena and I were supposed to do it together. But I also knew that I wasn't going to be the one to convince him of that. If he didn't get it, then I was going anyways. And that's tough. But it also was exactly the wake up call that he needed. Now, like he's over here, like, come on, Cage, let's, let's go this direction. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. I watched him take <laughs> off this year, you know, because people probably don't know you were you were in our elite mastermind two years ago. And then you had him join with you last year. And this was when he was just making a pivot, just left dentistry and was just making a pivot into wanting to be a, a big time real estate investor. The growth I've seen, you know, as we record this, it's the end of, of September. So in nine months, in nine months, this man has built a rocket ship, got on the rocket ship. He's the pilot of the rocket ship and he's flying around collecting other people with him now. And the reason I asked you that question is I've seen such a rapid ascension in Cena. 
And when I look back, when, when Lori was giving me the, the ultimatum, so to speak, hey, I'm going here regardless. I hope you come along, honey. She too was willing to go without me. She hoped I would come along. But she was going to go either way, even though her fear was that I may not come along. And what everyone needs to understand is if you stay back, if you don't live into your purpose, then that feeling will be far worse than any tough conversations you have to have. It'll be far worse than having to figure out how to maybe live life without that partner. It'll be far worse than any other scenario that plays out because I see these people on a regular basis, people that had a a big calling, people had a big purpose and they stayed back for someone else or they let the fear take over or whatever, you know, fill in the blank. They didn't go there. And they are, they're in such rough shape now. They would have been better off having all the tough conversations and maybe going it alone. And well, and there are some people that are listening into this right now that are caught into this societal expectation of I'm XYZ years old, therefore I need to be married or I need to be having kids or I need to be at this stage. And what's so interesting is I'm like, isn't the point to be married to the right person that you still want to be married with when you're like 85, not to just check the box of like, I'm 35, got married and now like my ovaries are getting older. Like, it's like that conversation that we're so socialized to believe. And so many women, Chris, like really do get caught up about this timeline thing and they're worried about being single in their 30s and I'm like you're doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing and you're vibrating at this level that you have so much confidence in yourself that you'll only like you only want someone that's going to help you do you better like that's actually a really great place to be because so often people look at you know you and Lori meeting young and building all these things Cena and I meeting young we were 19 years old when we started dating that it's like it's actually less common to grow together than it is to act, quote unquote, accidentally grow apart. So for those that are listening in right now, they're like, I connect with this conversation, but I don't have that person in my life. Like, don't make that mean something that it doesn't. It just means like, chase your dream, chase your vision. The right person's going to come in at the right time. You know, the, the easiest way to find the right person is it's not to rush it. It's to go be the most badass certain version of yourself because you went and you pursued the vision, you pursued the purpose. And now you can't stop that right person from noticing you because you're so damn bright and you're you're so certain of who you are, right? So so don't rush it. Instead, go put all that time and energy into being the best version of yourself that you can. And now you're shining so bright that that right person from across the globe, they can't help but see you and come and be attracted to you. And it's funny to talk about perspective. You know, as I record this right now, I'm at our lake house and our lake house is in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And I grew up here. That's why we have a lake house here. But we live in California and Arizona. And we've spent the past basically 11 years in California, in LA. Now we're down in Newport Beach area. And what I noticed, the difference between growing up in the Midwest and then coming back here to visit often versus being on the coasts. Because I'm in New York a lot as well. And you mentioned you lived in New York, so you know this. In, let's call it Southern California or in New York and even in, in Florida. There is not this pressure to hurry up and find your person and start a family and rush out and get your home. Instead, everyone's hustling and building businesses and they're in their 30s and they're not even like worried. Sure, they're dating and they're having fun, but they're like, I'm not going to let a partner slow me down right now. I'm on a mission. But then you get anywhere else in the middle of the country, right? So the other 80%, 90% of the country and that pressure of why aren't you married yet? Why don't you have kids yet? Why don't you have a house yet? Why aren't you a homeowner yet? It's real and it's thick and it makes you make the wrong decisions. And so I'm telling you, 
don't let the societal pressures, as you termed them, based on the location you happen to be in, don't let those make you feel any certain way and convince you that it's wrong to be putting all your energy into your, your dreams and your purpose. Because when you put all your energy in your dreams and purpose, now, even if it's later than you expected, now it's easier to have a great life with that right person and that family and everything else. You know, Lori and I are about to have kids, pregnant or anything, but you know, we're pursuing science because we've been trying the last few years. It hasn't worked out. We've tried diligently and it hasn't worked out. So, um, you know, we're, we're going to be starting later in life as parents. I'll be in my mid-40s. She'll be in her low 40s. But let me tell you what's awesome about that. We are so set up to be able to spend time with these kids. These kids. We're so set up to give them a dream life. We are so set up to be able to be present with them and not worried about finances or careers or any of that stuff. I'm telling you, make yourself the biggest, best, baddest version of yourself that you can before you find the partner and the kids and all those things. Yeah. It's so important to see other examples of that, right? So to the person listening into this that did the kids thing, and now the vision is your kids are older or they're in elementary school, like your life and the way, like the exact circumstances that you have, it's reminding yourself that somebody needs to see someone in your situation, go for it and build your life. Like it's inspiring to us to see you and Lori, you know, build your careers and then do kids later, right? That like somebody needs to see that example. Just like if you're listening into this, you're like, I had two kids when I was 18 years old and now I'm on my second marriage. Great, go still do that thing that you want to do because somebody needs to see themselves in your story. And that's so important. And I want to touch on that because you are so huge on environment, as am I, and curating an environment that's conducive towards your growth. How important do you feel like getting in the room in general has been to you in your life? Your environment is stronger than your willpower. My wife has said that for years, right? Your environment will always outweigh any kind of willpower and, and rah-rah that you have that day, that week, that month, that year. And so you need to master your environment, the people, the place, the surroundings, the energy, the inspiration. You need to master your environment if you're going to accomplish anything worth accomplishing. Matter of fact, real story. It's so funny you asked about this today. Lori and I, like I said, we're still at the lake house. We're only here for three more days. It's turned into fall here now. Now, fall is beautiful when it's sunny out because the trees have changed colors and all. But most fall days here, I'm looking at the lake right now. There's huge waves. The, the trees are bent sideways. It's windy. It's gray. There's clouds everywhere. And Lori and I are like, we don't want to do anything. This is the second day in a row, by the way. We're like, we don't want to do anything. We just want to like light a fire and put our feet up and get under blankets. That environment, despite Lori and I being very motivated people, that environment is outweighing our willpower and we're feeling lazy. So I use that example as an answer to your question that you need to make sure that every piece of your environment, the people, the places, the, the energy, the surroundings are conducive to not just supporting your dream, but physically pushing you towards your dream. There's a difference between your environment being good enough to achieve your dream in and actually pushing you physically towards your dreams. That's why we have a place in California because everyone there, they're such hustlers, they're such big thinkers that it pushes us. It doesn't just support our dream. It pushes us physically faster with more momentum towards our dreams. And when not everybody can just pick up and move to their dream city, that's the reality. So what's the alternative? The alternative is you need to pick up and put yourself in the right rooms and meet the right people on a regular basis. I'm going to say every 60 days minimum, I would recommend every 30 to 45 days. And now people are hearing this and they're, they're freaking out saying, 
what? Wait, 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 wait. I got a family and a, my husband might be mad. I'm going to spend the money going on the trip. And he's going to wonder what I'm doing there. And, and, and why do I have to go every 60 days? Because you have dreams and you have a purpose. And they're not going to be propelled if you don't master the people side of your environment and the temporary placement side of your environment. When you get into these rooms, it's a feeling that sticks with you for the next few weeks after you leave. And you meet people that stick with you forever. Here's a real life example. I just got back from Italy a couple of days ago. And I was there with a few friends and my business partner, Matt. Now, Matt and I are building this peer-to-peer lending app that is going to be a multi-billion dollar company. We're going to change lending forever in the personal loan space. I had the dream to build this thing, but I didn't have the right environment in terms of the people. Where did I meet Matt, my business partner, who already had an entire tech team and already built and sold a multiple nine-figure tech company? I met him by getting in the room at a mastermind four years ago. I literally met him by going to an event and was introduced. You know, one minute he was a stranger, the next minute he's sitting across from me at dinner. I'm like, hey, I like this guy. And we became friends. And that friendship turned into, hey, buddy, I need someone to bring this dream out of me. And you've got the, the team and you've got the ability to do this. And he said, let's do it. None of that would happen. This lifelong friendship and now this, this multi-billion dollar company that we're building. None of that would happen without me going and getting into the room. And it was in Boston, I remember. Now, please, I hope people understand. The people you will meet, the temporary boost you will get, the feeling that you will bring home with you. These are the, the tools. These are the pieces of your environment that you need to succeed. Because the odds are stock, stacked against you. Life is tough. We already spoke earlier about all the negative propaganda in the world that's going to chip away at your dream and chip away at your speed. So how do you offset that? You go get your tail in the room every 45 to 60 days minimum. Yeah. It's so important too, because you get to like feel the transformation by even just investing in yourself straight out the gates. It's not even like when you get in the room, yeah, that's game changer. But there, a woman DM'd me this morning who is a single mom and she lives in the Midwest. And she's like, Keisha, coming to empower her live is the first time I've ever invested in myself. And she's going on a plane by herself for the first time. And then I had another one, woman that DM'd me the, yesterday who's coming in from Ireland because she's like, I don't even know why I need to be in this room, but like I have to get myself into a room. And I just think sometimes you get that weird gut feeling that you just need to do something. And the irony of this is I DM, some people might know the story, some don't. I DM'd you before I started my podcast in 2018, because I had seen you posting on social media about your elite level mastermind. And I remember thinking there's something about his energy that I really, and I loved your podcast and I had found your podcast when I had struggled with some money mindset blocks as I was growing as an entrepreneur and connected with you and Lori. But I was like, there's something about Chris that I just feel like I'm really going to connect with Chris. So I remember so vividly sliding into your DM saying, Chris, I don't even have a business that makes $500,000 a year, which is what you have to make to be an elite level mastermind. But I'm going to go make one. I haven't even started my podcast yet. And then I'm going to come back to you next year. And I'm going to come be in your mastermind. And I think there's a lot of power that comes from number one, calling your shot right now. There are some people listening into this. Maybe it is coming to Empower Her Live. Maybe it's investing in a mastermind. Maybe it's just going to a local meetup in your community. Maybe it's finally sliding into someone's 
you know, DMs on LinkedIn and like saying, I want to get coffee with you. I've been following your journey, like doing something, you get that instant dopamine hit and then you get skin in the game. Because although maybe you would have forgot about this DM, I didn't forget about it. I was like, I'm calling my shot to this person that I look up to that I want to get in the room. And it just like, how can you get that for yourself to call your shot? And then when I got in the room, I was like, holy shit. Like I am playing so small. Like I didn't even recognize, like, I didn't know why I needed to be there. I didn't know who I was going to meet. I wasn't signing up for your curriculum. I don't even know what it was. I literally was like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know that I need to be there. And my entire life has drastically changed from willing to listen to that gut intuition, call my shot to get stand in the game and then get in the physical room and be open to all of the possibilities. Like there's no way in hell that we would be starting another real estate business had we not met Steve Valentine in the mastermind for him to have also lost his dad when Cena lost his dad at the same time. There's no way that I would feel so confident planning my first live event. Had you not said, Keisha, what the hell are you waiting for? Like freaking pick a date, put it on the calendar. I was like, ah, I'm going. It right? accelerates everything. Getting in the room accelerates everything. It does two things. It accelerates the rocket ship that you know you're supposed to be on, but then it also gives you long-term value and brand new friendships and business partners and resources that you can turn to that you wouldn't get if you don't get yourself in the room, no matter what the room is, in Power of Alive, the mastermind, somebody else's room, it doesn't matter. You get the immediate boost in your rocket ship, but you get the long-term payoff as well of those lifelong. You and Cena will be lifelong friends of Lori and I now. We're going to do so many cool things. We're going to be able to go on trips together. We're going to do all this cool stuff. None of that would have happened without you first DMing me saying, I'm going to get into that room. What does it take? Calling your shot. And then because you had a target, going and exceeding that target. Funny, I had a woman who I went and I spoke at another event. It was an event called Thrive. And I passed her in the hallway and she stopped and said, hey, you know, could I ask you a question? I said, sure, absolutely. Because I love talking to people at events. Like I don't get to be in person with a lot of the people that listen to the show and that kind of thing. So it's kind of cool. Like I listen to your show and, and blah, blah, blah. And I've got this question about starting my business. Long story short, we sat down. I remember on this little bench, you know, there's typically benches at these hotel conference rooms. Sat on this little bench outside in the hallway. Conference was still going on in there. And we talked for probably 20, 25 minutes about all the things that, you know, her business plan and what was in her way and what her fears were. And we got up from there and she said, you have no idea how much this helped. I'm not going to let you down. Now, she didn't owe me anything, but her words, I'm not going to let you down. I'm going to take this thing and I'm going to run with it now. Sure enough, she has taken that business and she is thriving today because of that chance encounter of sitting down, talking to someone who spoke life into her, maybe answered a couple of questions and off to the races she went. And also probably because she now felt a little bit of an obligation to follow through. And we all need that little feeling of a little bit of extra obligation, like we're accountable to someone to follow through. Well, here we're coming up on Empower Live. Both Lori and I are going to be not just speaking there, but hanging around in the hallways, watching the other speakers, talking to all the attendees. And I can't wait for that part because that's where those little magical conversations happen, where we you know, maybe give you one answer you need or a piece of accountability you need, or we say, hey, you know what, when I get back, text my assistant, we'll jump on the phone, solve this for 30 minutes. These things happen at all these events, but it can't happen to you if you don't get in the room. Yeah. And it's important to even recognize like 
for the person that's wanting to invest in themselves, that that's a transformation in itself. But for the woman right now, that's like, I want to do this thing. Insert, maybe it's empower her life, whatever it is. I want to do this thing, but she's telling herself, I don't deserve to do this thing. Or what if it doesn't work out? Or what if I don't get the ROI that I expected? Or if she has that block in her head, how do you work through that? Because you have invested so much in yourself before you even have proof that it's going to work out. Like, how do you get over the mental block of that? Like the money aspect? I have so many good answers to this. Okay, number one, I remember the first time that Lori came to me and told me she wanted to invest a large investment into, quote, getting into the room. This was before going to masterminds and, and being a part of everything was, was normal to us. And it was not a part of our pattern because sometimes men and women, their fear is if I go to my significant other and I say, hey, I want to go on a trip and I want to invest this much money into going and they've never done it before. They're afraid their, their partner's going to look at them like, who is this person? Forget about the money. Who should I be scared? Should I be weirded out? Are you going to change? Are you going to leave me behind? Right? So you're afraid to go ask to go to the event. But I remember when Lori had that same fear and she came to me, she said, Chris, Jack Canfield, if you know who that is, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Jack Canfield is, is hosting this event on how to be a better speaker and put on your own events. And I have a dream to put on an event one day. And so I want to go to this mastermind and it's $25,000. Now, Imagine her never coming to me ever prior to this and saying, I want to go to not 500 bucks, not $1,500. The first time she asked, it's $25,000. <laughs> go make her go home. <laughs> right? And I remember thinking first, like I lost all the wind out of my lungs. I was like, <laughs> what? how much? What? For what? And as soon as I got over that feeling, I remember thinking, my God, she's never come to me and asked for something like this this must really be special. Like she must really know that she's meant to go somewhere and not that she needed my permission, but she wanted my blessing. And I said, babe, if, if you feel like this is the right thing to do, then, then we'll figure it out because this is before we had a lot of money. I said, we'll figure it out. And we figured it out. And she went to that event. It was actually a series of like three, almost like a mastermind, right? And that was the beginning of her rocket ship and all the things that she's accomplished. She still goes back and references the things that she learned at that event and everything she's doing today. That one ask, that one scary ask of coming to me and saying, not only can I go to an event for the first time, but oh yeah, it happens to be 25 grand. Can I go? It has turned into everything that we have today, the trajectory that we're on today, all the accomplishments that we've, we've been able to do. That was the springboard. And so I share that story because it was so uncomfortable for her. It was so scary for her. Not, not the asking me part, the actual spending the money and what if it doesn't work part. Yes. I was just going to ask you about that because it's so interesting where right now, as we are spending a lot of money on our real estate endeavors, and obviously, you know, there's a lot of money that goes into planning an event, like on the flip side, not the attendee, but the actual planning of it, where you're putting out a lot of money and you're betting on your ability to figure it out before you have that proof. And it's this interesting dynamic where I feel like I'm holding these two emotions simultaneously, where I'm so excited. I could literally like pee my pants. I'm so freaking pumped. And then I also feel this like, you know, this anxious feeling too, that's like, 
Oh, baby. But I'm not labeling it that way. I'm like, this is the most epic opportunity to learn how to support myself while navigating multiple emotions simultaneously. And what a gift to even have this conversation, Chris, like you and I, that we've, we've managed multiple emotions simultaneously, just like a lot of people listening into this have, but big emotions. We put in a lot of money down that like you just become a different person when you have to do that. And you can manage it in yourself because you can then also talk about the journey of this. Like what a gift for the woman listening into this or the man listening into this. That's like, I'm investing in myself and I'm freaking out about it. Don't make that resistance mean that it's not like taking you down the right path, you know? Right. And patient, this fear of what if it doesn't work? I'm here to tell you, even when it doesn't work the way you thought, it still works for you. And I have real evidence. You know, you, you just said it yourself. Whether Jack Canfield's event for Lori had worked or not worked. It would have worked because now she was a woman who invested 25 grand into the stepping into a next level of commitment into becoming who she was meant to become. So even if the whole event was horrible, she still would have gained massive benefits by stepping into the woman who makes those kind of investments. You know what I mean? That's number one. But here's a real story. Lori and I, you know, we've gone on, we believe in masterminds and going to events so much because we now have years and years and years of evidence that it works so well for us. But about two years into going to masterminds and that kind of thing, we were approached to join one that we were really excited about. And it was $74,000 for us to join as a couple. So, and we had not made an investment that large yet in any kind of self-development. But we looked at each other and we said, all right, we're going to do this. And we got to this mastermind, you know, the first of three meetings. And Keisha... It was so bad. I mean, it was so bad. And we looked at each other. We went up to the hotel room after the first day. We said, oh, my God. We got screwed. I can't believe it. And, you know, maybe it was good for other people in the room, but it sure as heck was not the right event for us. And in that moment, you know, we we finished the long weekend, and we did not go back to the other two events. And we did not ask for our money back either, by the way, because in that weekend, we took away so many lessons on things that we would not do in our businesses, things that we would not do as a brand, as an individual, promises we would not make, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We came away with so much valuable knowledge of what not to do that we still use that knowledge today in everything that we do do to make it excellent. <laughs> so the and ROI was there in a different way. Failed investment, right? What it doesn't work, we look back on this $74,000 failed investment as one of the best investments we have ever made in our life because that's where we built the foundation of here is what we'll never do and here is how we will always choose to show up. And that foundation is what we built everything on. So real. It's so funny how we're willing, we were willing to invest, you know, $77,000 a year for Cena's tuition for a dental school. No problem. <laughs> but, and, and so when he was worried of like, what if I make a mistake in like doing this new thing? And I'm like, we were willing to do it then. Like any type of mistake that you can make, like we'll figure it out. I just think that also gives you that confidence too. So I love this so much. You have to be a person that finds the gold in everything. Good, bad, doesn't matter. There's no such thing. There's only the meaning you apply to it. Right? So. So go find the gold and everything. And then there's, then you can't fail. Chris, 
You are such an incredible human. I am so grateful to call you a friend and to be able to, you know, FaceTime you when I'm super excited about something or like crying about something like last week. Like last week, that was the best ever. I can't wait. By the way, I know we can't say anything, but I can't wait for the people that are attending your event. Oh my gosh, I'm losing my mind. Anyways, I am so grateful for you. Thank you for always like creating rooms for me to get in, for me to grow, for being part of Empower Her Life, for being such a great friend. And I'm so grateful. So how can everyone connect with you? Listen, there, there's two ways to connect with me. If you have any questions about, you know, the mastermind or if you just have business questions, DM me on Instagram at Chris W. Harder. I read them all. as a commitment that I've made to, to, to read them all. So DM me at Chris W. Harder. But more importantly, jump on my daily money mindset. Every single morning that I wake up, I text thousands and thousands of people. We get it when we're at the gym. <laughs> totally, right? A positive money mantra or positive business perspective. And if you want me to put you on that list, it's totally free. No strings attached. It was my wife's idea about a year ago. And here we are doing it, you know, a couple of years later. But you can text me the word daily at 310-421-0416. Again, text me the word daily to 310-421-0416. And listen, I don't want to end this thing without forcing you to give a reason why everybody needs to come see all of us at Empower Her and how they can get a ticket. I am so excited to see who the women attending are going to meet that they didn't know were the missing puzzle piece for their mindset or the support or just like the friendship that they needed and how they will be the missing puzzle piece for somebody else. And they get to gift somebody else with that. It's such a beautiful, the connection that I'm so excited about. Of course, it's going to be so fun. We've got eight keynote speakers, lots of fun surprises. I think it's going to be a beautiful gift for the woman listening in who needs to get out of her normal routine and see what it's like to be in the room where you dream again. And you're around a bunch of other people that are so transparent and open. And yeah, I want them to get a fire under their booty, but also just like that fire lit in them again to be like, I am so freaking capable of whatever the hell I want to do in my life, my business, my career, my health, my relationships. And I'm no longer going to be the thing that's standing in my own way. So like without even all the logistics of it, I'm just excited to celebrate that because it takes some effort to get on a plane and purchase a ticket and stretch yourself and get in the room. I get that, but that's why you do it. That's literally why you do it. Because you get to become the person who does those things that are scary. And then you look back at yourself six months, a year from now, you're like, like, I can't believe I did that. And what came from it? And I'm just like excited for the messages afterwards. You know, like after hosting events, you guys have done so many events. That's the best part. You're like, I met this person and this changed my life in this way. And I'm just over here like crying. And like, so I'm really excited about that. (laughs) That's the best part. Here's what I know. I know for a fact, because I've been to so many of these things. If they come to Empower Her Life, they will come away with at least one piece of knowledge and at least one new relationship that will last them a lifetime. The piece of knowledge and the new relationship, probably lots of knowledge, probably lots of relationships, but at least one in one, I can promise that if you come to something like this, you walk away with and that piece of knowledge and that new relationship, they last you a lifetime. They're, they become an integral part of your dream coming true. How do they get tickets? Where do they go? They can head over to, so my, my name is a little tricky, but they can head to KeishaGetMary.com slash event. They can check the show notes for the link. They can DM me on Instagram. It's in my bio and they need, they need to get in the room, Chris. They just need to come and I want to hug everybody. And I just want to see this amazing community of women coming together. It's going to be hundreds of women. Like, can you imagine the energy, Chris? You're going to be like, let's go. 
It's going to be <laughs> insane. Give me that that website again. I want people to re. I want every last person to have their tail in this room. You're so sweet. It's Keisha, K-A-C-I-A, last name, get married, G-H-E-T-M-I-R-I.com slash events. Say it one more time and make you say it again. <laughs> KeishaGetMarried.com slash event. Come join I us. <laughs> Thank you, I Chris. I appreciate you. Can't wait. Well, I can't wait to see everybody there. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success. 